Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman was there who for 18 years had been crippled by a spirit. She was bent over, completely incapable of standing erect. When Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord said to him in reply, Hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 years now, ought she not to have been set free on the Sabbath day from this bondage? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated, and the whole crowd rejoiced at all the splendid deeds done by him. The Gospel of the Lord. Have you ever told someone, go climb a mountain? (laughs) Do you know who loved to take that advice and go climb a mountain? It was Pope St. John Paul II. While Archbishop of Krakow in Poland, he frequently took trips to climb the local Tatras Mountains. Later, as Pope, he ventured to the Val de Costa region of the Italian Alps, to scale those shimmering peaks. The Pope frequently compared mountain climbing to the challenges of the Christian life. He once wrote this to a group of climbers. Mountain climbing requires rigorous virtues in those who practice it, strict discipline, self-control, prudence, and a spirit of sacrifice and dedication, care, and solidarity for others. Thus we can say that mountain climbing develops character. And then he concluded, in contact with the beauties of the mountains, man enters into himself and is lifted up to God on the breath of prayer and gratitude toward the Creator. In other words, mountain climbing contributes to Christian maturity in three ways. It builds fortitude, it teaches love of neighbor, and it inspires contemplation. That is why you should tell someone, go climb a mountain. (laughs) I love whenever we read from Romans chapter 8 in the liturgy, like our first reading today. Why? Well, if all the letters 
of St. Paul, all 13, were considered a huge mountain range like the Himalayan mountains, then his epistle to the Romans would be Mount Everest, the highest peak, his most magnificent letter. And if the 16 chapters of Romans were like mountains themselves, the tallest would be chapter 8, which stands out among them all, the Mount Everest of Romans. The great New Testament scholar N.T. Wright wrote this about Romans, saying, It dwarfs most of his other writings, an alpine peak towering over the hills and the villages. He continued, We are dealing here with a work of massive substance, presenting a formidable intellectual challenge while offering a breathtaking theological and spiritual vision. In Romans chapter 8, the apex of the Apostle's theological presentation, he speaks about the Holy Spirit. He writes eloquently, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry out, Abba, Father. Seeing the spiritual landscape from the alpine peak of Romans chapter 8, and contemplating how the Spirit has made us sons and daughters, Paul experienced what John Paul II predicted. In contact with the beauties of the mountains, man enters into himself and is lifted up to God on the breath of prayer and gratitude to the Creator. That is, reading and studying all of the letters of St. Paul can be like climbing a mountain whose peak is chapter 8 of Romans. With that metaphor in mind, you should tell someone, go climb a mountain. That is, study Scripture. My friends, what are the mountains you are climbing in your own life? I don't mean literally, necessarily, but also spiritually, or morally, or socially. You know, I've been recently getting tennis lessons from Father Daniel, and it feels like climbing Mount Everest to try to be as good as him. His game is definitely an alpine peak, towering over my little hills and villages. But I keep climbing with his help. Perhaps your mountain is a moral challenge, a nagging sin like alcoholism or some sexual sin. I would urge you, like Pope John Paul II, not to give up the climb, but rather to seek solidarity with others. Climb together. Learn self-discipline. And always climb with a spirit of contemplative prayer. Do not take your eyes off the mountain peak of sobriety and freedom as a child of God, as you cry out, Abba, Father. Or maybe your mountain is a physical challenge, like a diagnosis of MS or the return of cancer 
or the limitations of growing old and less physical freedom and activity, that too can feel like an impossible mountain to climb. Well, my advice to you would be, go climb that mountain. Why? Well, because as Jesus said to his apostles, with all things, God, with God, all things are possible. You know, I look at my parents as great mountain climbers. Over their long life, they have conquered many peaks. They've come to a new country. They've raised a Catholic family. They've built a successful life. They have lived the American dream. It is fitting now that they have retired to the mountains of Northwest Arkansas and can survey the surrounding peaks of life. I hope they feel what Pope St. John Paul II said, in contact with the beauties of the mountains, man enters into himself and is lifted up to God on the breath of prayer and gratitude to the Creator. Praised be Jesus Christ.